On this week's Primetime KC, it is draft week. We're going to go over a mock draft. We're going to go picks. It's one. not draft week. It's draft day. Well, yeah, when this comes out, it'll be draft day. Uh, we're going over picks 1 through 32, what we think will happen. Uh, obviously, the NFL draft is very unpredictable, so this will not be correct. But it's fun to do. Uh, if we have time, if we don't go too far into the mock draft, we'll talk about the Royals. They haven't been very good this year, so they don't really get a ton of time. And then we might get into some NBA playoffs. But let's go ahead and start with the NFL draft. And before I even, you know, we get into this mock draft, now that we're, when this comes out, it will be the day of. But as we're recording this the night before, what are your guys' impressions on what Kansas City is going to do tomorrow? Great. Up or down? I want to say up. I think we go to pick 13. I think we take the Texans pick. Hmm. You know, I, I'll i be honest, I could see just some very weird finagling going on because the reality of the situation is I don't think the Chiefs are going to pick at 29 and 30. That's not to say that I think they're going to trade up significantly or trade down both of the picks. I think both of those situations are unlikely. Um, but we will see. I Look, and you said it yourself, Jackson. I'm sure you're going to end up saying it here in a second. When there's not great quarterbacks it's very confusing um yeah there's very little way of predicting what's going to happen and not to say that it has been clear cut in the past but i think when you look back to 2020 yeah we look back 2020 for the chiefs at least in the first round i think running back was something that a lot of people were calling out for now maybe it was crazy that we did it but it seemed like all indications were going to go there but we don't really have that this year at all yeah, um, it is confusing this year with no quarterback being like a bona fide number one overall pick. A lot of things are up in the air. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get this thing started. And we're just going to do this as we were going to do this alternating picks, but now we're just going to do this as a collaborative effort. So with the first pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars yet again have this pick. Um, obviously, quarterback's no longer a need there. Where do you guys think they go with this pick? Who's that one guy? <laughs> What a, what a brilliant breakdown Trayvon from John. Walker? Trayvon Somebody Walker like is the edge from Georgia. Is he the one that's Mostly, good? He's the one. It used to be all Aiden Hutchinson, but now I guess he's the favorite. Yeah, this week there's been uh, it's kind of a flip. Trayvon Walker is kind of the favorite, but it, there's a lot of disputing. I don't think reports. you can make a case for you. I you're not sure for any 254 picks of this draft. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think any I, – I think it's pretty safe to say that whatever the Jaguars do with this pick will be an edge. I think uh, they answered the question about will they go offensive tackle today when they gave Cam Robinson $54 million. So I think this is definitely an edge at this position. I can't imagine another position. I just think it comes down to Hutchinson or Walker. Yeah, I agree. So what do you, got, what do you guys think? What do you guys want to go with, Hutchinson or Walker? Walker. I'm going to go Walker. So Trayvon Walker goes to number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That takes us in to number two, the Detroit Lions, who need about every position a football team can have. Do they take the hometown kid, Aiden Hutchinson? What do you guys think here? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I do. I think they take him. I think they go... So you think they go Aiden Hutchinson here? I, I can kind of see that as well. I could see quarterback here, uh, but I also understand that this is not the best class for quarterback. 
But I like the pick there. I like Aiden Hutchinson going second to Do you Detroit. think there's a chance they take Malik Willis? Yes. I think there is a chance of that. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I do think that there's a strong possibility that that could happen. I think if anybody's going to go with the number two pick, uh, it's at quarterback. It's going to be Malik. Uh, but I'm just not sure that the Panth- or, excuse me, the Lions want to make that move. It's a little early in the draft. So that brings us into number three, which is the Houston Texans. And I'm not even kidding you guys. When you're on the mock draft right now, it, for all these teams, it has their needs. Houston, it says every position. I've never seen this before. It just says every position. So where do you guys think the Texans should go with this pick? I, I mean, I think it says it best. I think they should go anywhere, and I think the fans would be happy. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think, again, I think quarterback's too early here. Um, D- Davis Mills played good enough last year that you can give him another year. To me, like I mean, like you said, Josh, every position's available. I'm going to take Ika McQuanu, a tackle out of North Carolina State. I think he's got the uh, safest potential in this draft. I think he could play guard if you absolutely had to have him play it. Uh, he's got really quick feet. I think Ika McQuanu right there would probably be the safest pick they could make. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of hype for him. He's been he looks I actually watched him and he looks pretty pretty cold because you know last year I was all over Pine. That's right. Yeah. And this and this year there's really, in my opinion, three really good tackles. And I think there's a shit ton of interior offensive linemen this year. And you'll mostly see those guys on day two and three. Uh, just because it's deeper. But tackle, I think you're really Aquanu's one of them, and then there's a few more that'll be rattled off here in a second. That it's a very scarce position this year. All right. Number four, the New York Jets. And no, Josh, we're not taking a quarterback here. We're sticking with Zach Wilson. Um, He's a bust. No. Okay. Um, so I mean, obviously we don't we're not a New York Jets podcast, but do either of you have a preface or do you have any opinion what the Sauce. Jets should do with this pick? Sauce Gardner. Jameson Williams. Jameson at four. Wow. Okay. I think they either take they either take a corner or a wide receiver. I will say I that. agree. I think they go wide receiver or corner. Right, let's do Sauce Gardner, corner out of Cincinnati. Did not allow one passing touchdown a year ago. Only allowed one pass for more than 20-plus yards. Nick Saban deliberately said in that playoff game versus Cincinnati that they threw the ball away from him. I think he is probably, out of any of these corners, has the most dominant college tape. I like the pick there. Number five, the Giants. And to be completely honest with you, I am surprised that more teams or more mocks don't have them taking a quarterback and have them sticking with Daniel Jones. But apparently that is what's going to happen. There's no quarterback buzz coming out of New York as it pertains to the Giants. I I don't think there is. I don't think there's a reason. I think Daniel Jones has the potential. He has, okay. a, he has some potential, but I mean, I just don't know. Now, the Giants hold pick five and seven here, so they're kind of in a similar spot as the Chiefs where they're picking very close together. Um, Come on, did you uh, did you not agree with my <laughs> Daniel Jones could have the potential but Zach Wilson doesn't? I Dude, I fully do not like Daniel Jones, that no. son of a bitch. I mean, Daniel Jones has an 80-yard run. Zach Wilson, last time I checked, has a running quarterback, doesn't. What? Yeah. Did Dan- I mean, okay, if that's what we're basing quarterback playoff of. Okay. I mean, Daniel Jones is better than Zach Wilson. No, he's right, we not. Got- Come on. 
Here we go. But the Giants here at number five. I I think don't overthink it. I think offensive line. Yes, mm-hmm. I think offensive line. I think this is when we see Evan Neal. Yeah, I was gonna pick him. Big motherfucker from Alabama. Dude is. Have you seen a picture of this fucker? Yeah, no, he at the combine. He doesn't look six. Like he doesn't look like he's three hundred and thirty-five pounds. I think he said no. He I think he weighed in at three fifty. But you look at a picture of him, and it looks literally just like me after I like have a night out drinking. Like it is insane. He's three fifty-one. Yeah, and he looks literally pro. Like if I just saw a picture of him, I would say like two fifty. Like he is. I don't know where the weight goes. Honestly, I actually don't. He's very mobile. He's a good player. Um, I like Evan Neal there. At I five. think I think he's going to be the best player overall. And there, there was some, I really there, yeah, like him. It wouldn't be surprising. And there was some talk about him going number one, but uh, with the you know with the Cam Robinson deal today, I think that kind of goes away. Uh, so now we're at number six, and this is the first spot I'm really starting to consider taking a quarterback. The Carolina Panthers. Um, reports are that they have told. Sam Darnold, that there's a high possibility they will take a quarterback this weekend. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean round one, but it is something to pay attention to. So what do you guys think here for Carolina? Desmond Ritter. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm going to go Malik Willis. You think Malik goes here? If we're taking a quarterback. Well, we don't have to. I mean, they also need offensive line help badly, but I just think – I like the dude from NC State then. If we're not going to do it, well, we already like took the, dude, the guy from NC State, so he went three to Houston. Go? Oh, Texans, yeah. But Charles Cross from Mississippi State would be the next best tackle, and he's probably the last tackle that's worth you know, taking at this spot. So, do you guys think the Panthers should take a quarterback now in this class, or do you think they should take an offensive lineman, wait to pick a quarterback in next year's class? Uh, you know, it kind of depends on how bad you think you're going to be, I think. Well, I think it also depends on, I think if Brady didn't come back, there would be a higher incentive to take a quarterback here. But since he did come back, this division is now unwinnable for you. So do you kind of just... Yeah, therefore it doesn't really matter. ...understand that? So I I think they go offensive line here, to be honest. I, I agree. I think it also depends on if they like a guy. I mean, do they think they True. need to? Yeah, wait? I mean, you have to remember. The like, guy, we're not telling you yeah. how the draft's gonna go. Like, no, I'm telling no. you what I think they should. We're doing what we think they should do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that's kind of what it is. Not what we think they will do. What they should do is what we're doing. I think Charles Cross here, tackle Mississippi State. Uh, he's probably more of a right tackle than a left, but that really doesn't matter. I, I mean, think, what does it say that the Panthers need? QB and O line. I mean, that's what they need, a hundred percent. So I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I think to be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if the Panthers trade back. And they're probably trying to. And apparently, Carolina's top quarterback, if they do go QB, is Kenny Pickett, not Malik Willis. So I think uh, Kenny Pickett's a certified bust. <laughs> I do too, but we'll get in that later. Uh, so back on the clock at seven are the New York Giants. They took Evan Neal with the fifth pick. Kayvon Thibodeau. I was about to say, I think Kayvon Thibodeau here is the most obvious pick, the edge out of Oregon. Thibodeau, sorry. Yeah, there, Thibodeau. There was some, Thibodeau. there was, there's some, you know, uh, worry here that he's not like full on a football guy. Like he has other interests. And Who cares? Anthony Edwards isn't full on a basketball guy. Look at him. And he gives up the game winning baskets to John Morant in the playoffs. Yeah, yes. but he's still extremely he's good. He's really good. I know. 
So easy pick there. It's Eight. crazy to think that this dude was supposed to go number one, but then he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, he just, yeah, that's how it works. Eight, the Falcons. Um, this could go in a variance of different directions. Obviously, they need a receiver. I think more. it's, I think this, yeah, I was going to say, I think this is a very obvious pick. I, I mean, and they don't need, the reason I would rule out Jamison Williams here is because they need a receiver right freaking yeah. now. They, I think Garrett Wilson is easily the obvious pick. I think he'd be a good one here. I think you could. What pick, about Derek Stingley? He's a corner and he could go here. Um, he has got, you know, he was a guy that his freshman year was unfreaking believable, and then the tape kind of fell off after that. Not badly, just wasn't the, you know, as dominant. Um, I still think though they have to go receiver here. I just think I think that's Garrett Wilson or Drake London. Yeah, and I'm gonna go Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson's a better receiver than uh, Drake London. I thought about doing Garrett Wilson to the Jets at four. Uh, that's how highly I think of him. So nine, Seattle. Um, this is going to be interesting. And these, this team is always the hardest to understand because they have the wildest first round picks. Y- you go back, they've taken Rashad Penny, LJ Collier and Jordan Brooks. Those are their last three. Who the piss are even though like those guys other than Rashad Penny's like three week bender in the fantasy playoffs. Those guys have been nobodies. So it's hard to guess with this team. Do we think they go quarterback immediately after trading Russ? No. no, they're gonna give Drew a year. Yeah, I think they might tank. I think, or they're just gonna. Yeah. they're gonna see if Drew has it. I think, like, screw it. Give Drew a run. He's definitely bad. But if he's bad, you can get a you good guy next bad. year. No. What else? What else do the Seahawks need? Um, offensive line, defensive edge, and corner. So I'm thinking Stingley here. If he Sting- falls to, I'm nine. thinking Stingley. Yes. So Stingley here at nine. Now the Jets are back on the clock at 10. They took a corner in the fourth pick. Oh, Hamilton. You think they'd take a corner and a safety? That would yes. be crazy. I don't agree. I'm not going to do that. So would you say Drake London? I, I I would say it's receiver here. Now, it could be Williams. It could be London. It could be Olave. But I, I it's really up. To- I think Olave is going to be the best one out of those four. It's a hot take, but I think. <laughs> I, think it's, I think with this pick, they would go Olave. If I mean, I think they have to get Zach Wilson a wide receiver. Cause you I don't think they go Drake London? We could do London or Olave. I don't really care. Well, but, what do you want? You're Mel Kuyper the third, so. Yeah, um, I'll go London here. I think he's just got less flaws on tape than any receiver except for Garrett Wilson. That brings us to 11, the Washington Commanders. Uh, they desperately need anything that they can get on offense. Receivers needed. Uh, quarterbacks needed, uh, offensive lines needed. A lot of things are needed here. Um, but I think they go wide receiver. I think that they're going wide receiver again. I, I I just don't see why you'd go get Wentz if you had any plan of taking a quarterback in this spot. Yeah, obviously. So, And I think Rivera's in a win-now situation. I think they take Jamison Williams here. I think this is where Jamison goes. I, I if think that's the case, I think the Chiefs trade. We'll see. I've heard a lot about the Chiefs in this next pick, number 12, to Minnesota. Um, I've heard 13. I haven't heard. I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I've seen this as well. So the Vikings at 12, they need a guard, a center, an edge, and a corner. I could see. I think I think they take Kyle Hamilton. There's no way the fucker drops this far. Oh, there is 100% a way the fucker drops this far. I will take him here, and I think this is a very realistic spot for him. 
but he's not some like certified top ten player at this. I mean, point. Mel Kiper has him ranked as the fourth best prospect in the draft. I know, but I'm just saying he's a tweener, and tweeners fall. And what if basically what that means is like he's not a safety, he's not a linebacker, he's kind of an in betweener, and that really doesn't give him a like a position. And that's kind of something people don't like. So I don't know. He might go higher than this, but I don't think he's going to be. You know, I saw at the beginning of this process, everyone was mocking him two to Detroit. I don't think he goes top five. I think that's not happening. 13, the Texans are back on the clock. They took an offensive. I would have liked to announce a trade. A trade? I think the Chiefs give the Texans our 29th pick, our 50th pick, and a fourth rounder next year. Okay. So the 29th. What else? 50th. 50th. Our 50th pick mm-hmm. and a fourth round pick next year. And the Chiefs select. Hold on. George. Hold on. Hold on. Carl Loftus. I'm calling that. But that's my opinion. I, I don't have, know what you guys Well, are the PFF mock draft simulator will let me know if this gets accepted or not. Okay. It's accepted. Chiefs sends 29, 50, and next year's fourth for pick 13. Would you be happy with this trade? Well, we're about to find out because we're going to see who we're going to take. I feel like this is quite a bit for George Karloftis. I mean, let's see. Who? We're at number 13. We're at number 13. Uh, He's the best edge available. So who do we think we're going with I think we take wide receiver. Chris Olave is on the board. Uh, I like Chris Olave. If they trade up like this for a wide receiver, they're insane. Trent McDuffie, a corner. They have to. George Karloftis. No, wide receiver three. Bro, they Dean, have Jordan Davis. They, have, they they are not. They don't have to trade up. This for is the why receiver. we should have talked about it earlier. I mean, we need to decide: we're we picking a if wide I'm receiver. If I'm the Chiefs and I'm trading out. up here, I'm taking George Karlofton. I'm down to take George. I think they know Edge is 100 percent a need. I think they know where. That. What's his name? George Karlofton. Yeah, he's one of the few people. So you know, he's from Iowa. Yeah, if John he's knows him, like, then that's that's a good sign. He, they have him as the 40th best prospect. Who? Mel Kuyper. PFF has him at like 11. Yeah, From PFF Purdue? has him at 10. Somebody so, today told me he's a certified bust. Yeah, someone who maybe watched like two sure seconds. Like, he's uh, kind of like, it seems like maybe he's like capped out athletically, but he's pretty good. Anyways, are, do we want to go edge or receiver here? If we trade up to 13, which has already been done, I'm not redoing it. Jackson, I want to go receiver. John wants to go edge. You're the final call. I, I think But it's all... I would have said this. I don't I... think the Chiefs would trade up for an edge. Oh, I mean, edges are I more scarce than receiver. I think they're going to trade up for anything. This is the obvious position to trade up for. Exactly. I don't. I think after like the first 10 picks, if they're not trading up for an edge, I don't think. I think you can wait a little bit to not give up as much. I'll say Olave here. I think if they do it, Olave is the pick at 13. That being said, I don't think 13's necessarily where you have to trade up to do that. Because I don't think. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't think. Then why don't you I tell me to do this? Because I wanted a wide receiver, but you really. And you went with it. But I did, but I'm just saying that it's not needed. You didn't have to. It's not because yeah. I don't think. Well, Baltimore give the Texans was... a pick back. No, it's too late. <laughs> I already did it. Fourteen, Baltimore Ravens. Um, they definitely need defensive line help. In my opinion, Jordan Davis out of Georgia here makes perfect sense. Yes, I agree. You put if, him. In I Kalias swear to God, Campbell if on the Jordan same Davis line. gets to the Chargers, we're fucked. 
Yeah, that's why I like them going 14. 15, Philadelphia. Um, they have 15 and 18. I really like Trent McDuffie, corner out of Washington here. Trent McDuffie! Yeah. He's one of my favorite guys in this class. 16, New Orleans. Could the first quarterback of the class come off the board here? No. No. Okay. Well, they need wide receiver help desperately. So Give them Jahan Dotson. Penn State. Let's do it. I like Jahan Dotson there. 17, the Chargers. Now, PFF, I think they're on a little bit of crack. Uh, they have wide receiver as the Chargers' biggest need. Not sure. Arnold Abikiti. Not sure that's the case. They have tackle and then corner. This one's interesting. I think they go Devontae Wyatt, a defensive tackle out of Georgia. I was going to say, I like that or, wait, ta- defensive tackle or offensive tackle? Defensive. They need a defensive lineman. They were the worst defensive team say. in the league stopping the run last year. And if Jordan Davis isn't here, take his teammate Devontae Wyatt. Yeah, I was going to say Devontae Wyatt. Yeah. Devontae Wyatt or... Yeah, I'm taking Devontae. 18, the Eagles. They take the corner at 15. I think here they take Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. I agree. I like him. They're getting old on defense. 19, New Orleans. Do we take a quarterback here? We've already taken a no. receiver. So where do we go? Nope. They do need an offensive line. I like line. Zion Johnson, Boston College, or they need a Trevor tackle. Penning. Yeah, Trevor Penning. I think Penning makes sense here. Bernard Raymond would make sense as well, but I think Penning would work here. 20th, Pittsburgh. This is... Kenny Pickett. You think Kenny Pickett goes here? I, I, I just don't see Malik Willis fitting in the Pittsburgh scheme. I don't know what, John. John, what do you, what do you see? Uh, I think Kenny Pickett is the next god. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm a. I'm I think a he's a Pitt- certified bust. I'm a Kenny Pickett truther. Um, the, the, the small hands that everyone's been talking. I about. I really feel like Detroit is where Kenny Pickett's gonna flourish. Well, at 31, we got. I I think it's gonna be a quarterback here, and if Malik, I agree. I think the Steelers take a quarterback. I cannot imagine though if both Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are on the board. Powell. No, I cannot imagine if they have Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis on the board, they would take Kenny Pickett. I cannot believe that. But I agree. But like, do you see Malik Willis in a Steelers? I mean, in a traditional Steelers system, the way they have been, no. But I think if Pittsburgh wants to, to wake up and realize the current state of the NFL and like, hey, you kind of need a cheat code at quarterback, then yes, I do think that. They I mean, take... if Mike Tomlin's open to change, then yes, Kenny Pickett. I mean, not Kenny Pickett, uh, Malik Willis. But we'll only know to, by tomorrow, you know. I'm, I'm still more with you that they would probably go. Like, I still think Pickett makes a lot of sense here. Um, man, yeah, this is tough. I'll go Pickett here to twenty to Pittsburgh. Twenty-one, the Patriots. This is always a tough team to understand. I think George Karloftis here. If he falls to 21, it's not even a discussion. You just pull the trigger. So we're going to do that there. 22. The Chiefs are in the market. I think that's kind of, if they wanted him, that's where they would end up. Yeah, I agree. And they have been calling up about the early 20s. 22, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it's It's the most miserable day of the year for me. Back, They don't draft anybody. (laughs) <laughs> They're not going to draft a fucking receiver. I know they won't. They're not going to do it. So what? the first thing that came to my mind every time I do a mock draft when I get to Green Bay is what pick 
would piss Aaron Rodgers off the most. Because that's the pick they always seem to make. Now, I don't think they're... Is that possible that Rodgers might have some input this time around? Mm, I don't know. That's probably, that was probably in his contract. <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like Rodgers probably wielded a giant John, sword. At, in this time, at this time, there's no wide receivers left. There is. First there's, there's, there's Pickens, first there's Traylon Burks, there's Christian Watson, there's a I, few guys. I don't believe those wide receivers are first-round worthy. You also don't know... Burks, I, I think guys. Burks, I think Burks is only first round worthy. Anyways, um, I understand what you're saying, and I, I listen. I don't think by any means that they are like guaranteed to take a wide receiver here. I feel like everyone's like so like, oh, they're gonna take a receiver. I'm not so you know sold on that. I think they take Bernard Raymond here, offensive tackle out of Central Michigan. Uh, right tackle is a huge need in Green Bay right now. The rest of the offensive line is pretty solid, so I think they take him here at 22. At 23, this to me is the most obvious pick of the entire draft. The Cardinals need a center. They don't have one. Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa can only play center. He's literally not good enough to play guard or tackle. So I think it's the most obvious pick here to go Tyler Linderbaum. Do that. Sure. 24, Cowboys. They're always up for something fun. Uh, Jerry Jones is making the call as he made it obvious. Yeah, I mean he's obviously gonna make the calls here. Have we have we done Arnold Abakiti? Who the fuck is that? And say <laughs> Oh, the off the defensive end. Uh, <laughs> we have not done him yet. Uh I feel like Jermaine Johnson is worlds ahead of him. Uh but that's just my opinion. No, I mean, I think they definitely need a few things here. Offensive line's a need. Defensive line's a need. Linebacker's a need. Yeah. Uh, I think N'Kobe Dean out of Wait, Georgia. Jermaine Johnson's still available? Yeah, Jermaine Johnson's still being available. Oh, Pro- yeah. Probably will not happen in real life, but it happened. What about Charles Cross? He's long gone. Oh. Um, I think N'Kobe Dean here, linebacker out of Georgia. And then we get to Buffalo at 25. And Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, just, Jermaine just, Johnson's he's, looking real nice here, so we're gonna go ahead and take him there. That's, Jermaine Johnson falls this far down. The Chiefs should also trade number thirty yeah. to pick him up. Just for shits and twenty-six, games. the Tennessee Titans. I'm not gonna lie, Malik Willis. Malik, Malik th- Willis. Yep, 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 yep. You read my fucking mind. Malik Willis here makes so much sense to go to the Titans. Listen, if Malik Willis somehow fell to that low in the draft, you're Tennessee. You have to pull the trigger there. I feel like there's no debate. Yeah. Tampa, 27. Where do you you see Malik Willis going, I guess? I have no idea. Are you kidding me? That's true. Do you think he falls down to 26 is my question, I guess. Yeah, I think it's possible there's not a quarterback drafted in the first round, period. Well, we had Kenny Pickett going to the That would be a take. I would take the under and two and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round. I'd take the over. And we're not going to do that in our mock draft, but I would take the over. Nah, I'm okay. I'm taking that take off the table. That's ridiculous. Desmond Ritter Teams is are not desperate. getting selected. Teams are desperate. Des- Desmond Ritter is not getting selected. I don't know. I don't know. I mean that. Neither's Matt Corral. <laughs> Matt, Cor- I mean I don't know, Josh. I mean, I could see a team like Seattle trading back into the end, of, back into the first round to pick up one of those guys, or Detroit at thirty-two picking one of those guys. I mean, it's not impossible. But this, this is this is off topic. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young's still in college, right? Yes. 
Okay, I was just make, he will check. probably be the first pick next year. Um, just double so check. 20... Skyler Thompson. <laughs> Skyler Thompson of the Buccaneers. No, uh, twenty-seven <laughs> Tampa. I like Zion Johnson here, guard out of Boston College. They need one. Let's just. Fill I was a... gonna say they need one now. Let's just fill a hole. Green Bay at twenty-eight. I'm gonna break my own rule. I'm gonna take a wide receiver. I, I know I say they won't do this. I'm gonna get in my I'm gonna get in my stupid ass head and I'm gonna take Traylon Burks here at 28. I like that pick. 29 now belongs to Houston after trading it with Kansas City. There'll and be other trades. We just really don't care about. We that. just did one. And predicting trades is literally fucking impossible. So whatever. David Ojobu, if he's still available. Yeah, he's he tore his Achilles in March. He's hurt. I was gonna say he's There's hurt. a David in Jobu. A Jobu, yes. Um, you know what? If you're Houston here at 29, if you're Houston here, you took a tackle at three. You really I mean, could they go, need everything. You could really go anywhere with this pick. Like you said, didn't, I mean, is I it be, impossible they someone, go QB here? No, Jackson, wasn't David Ajobu supposed to be top 10 before he got hurt? No, he was going to be like 20 through 30. Oh, so he, he didn't lose any stock. I mean, he probably lost stock. He probably won't be picked in the first round just because. Ooh, I disagree. I think he gets picked right here. We'll see. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I guess a team like Houston who's rebuilding might as well do it. But, no, I think they go uh, Andrew Booth, Jr., corner out of Clemson. Just too good of a prospect at that point to pass up. And that brings us to 30. The Chiefs again, who took Chris Olave earlier in this draft. Obviously, now they shift their um, – Shift their draft more towards probably the That's defensive side of the ball. <laughs> yeah, Skylar Thompson. Um, so if the Chiefs took a receiver at 30, where would you want them to go? If before 30 they took a receiver, where would you want them to go? Uh, and don't. Don't. So you want them to trade I out. like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, the simulator has zero trade offers, so I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. Um, Go grab Pickens round two, man. That's my take. That, I mean, if he's there, I don't know if he'll be there. Pickens. Uh, Who's Pickens? George Pickens. He was going to be a top five pick before this year. He got hurt at Georgia. He's yeah, a receiver. That's what I'm saying. We can yeah. take risk on this. But I, I think the Chiefs here, in all honesty, if they're here, I think they take Kyir Elam out of Florida corner. Uh, they definitely have to put some stock in the corner after losing the amount. That they John, have. you're saying you would take George Pickens if we didn't draft a wide receiver in the first round, correct? Yeah, I'm saying I think he'll be there in the second. I think he'll be there at 29 or 30. Yeah, if they're there, but also I could see him not being there at 29 or 30. I could see a team like Green Bay taking him at 28, or you know, somebody just being higher on him than we realized. So 31 now, the Cincinnati Bengals, which they have probably the most obvious needs of any team, offensive line. Um, not really tackle anymore. Jonah Williams is their left tackle, and they brought in Lyle Collins to play right. I think Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M, he's a guard. Slot him in here. And then at 32, the Detroit Lions. They took Aiden Hutchinson at number two. Potentially a quarterback here? Nope. Nope. Where do you think they go? Well, Desmond Ritter, bro. Guy more. I like Desmond Ritter here. I'm not even going to lie. 
If if Just, Kenny Pickett's off the I'll board, I'll bet five bucks Desmond Ritter doesn't get selected in the first round. I feel like they'll take Kenny if he's available here. Who's not? Well, we, he's not. We took Kenny at twenty. Uh, yeah. Well, no shit, we did. But imagine if the Steelers pick him and then the Titans say, "I like Ritter I, at thirty-two. I I think it's. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm just saying I like that. I pick. If you're Detroit, you get maybe the best player available at two and Aiden Hutchinson on our mock. And then at 32, you take a chance on a quarterback. I don't think that that's necessarily a terrible formula. Yep. yep. So there's our very shitty. Um, and you, that's two in wait, the pink, one in the stink. Can you do? Can you take a screenshot and put it on our Twitter? Uh, yeah. Let me download the image. Right. Yeah, I'll put it on there. In yeah, it'll be up there tonight. Anyways, okay. So we're done with the mock. Um, so but where now, do you want? To- Chiefs do. What do you want to see the Chiefs do? So let's say the Chiefs draft ended up the way it just did. Olave at 13. I will be right back. You guys continue. A corner at 30. How would you feel? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would be a little sad because we missed out on edge. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how people feel about second round edge. I feel like edge is one of those that's very top heavy most of the time. This year it is. Yeah, I think that Edge is – I think, yeah, being at the top this year is very nice when it pertains to Edge because everywhere else kind of blows. I mean, the guys – On the other hand, like, I think there's second-round wide receiver options that, like, while wow. risky. I was – yeah, I was I was listening to some people, you know, earlier this week, and they were saying how they believe that wide receiver is going to be become the next running back where there's just so many of them that they're so replaceable that mm-hmm. – like all these guys are getting these big contracts. Eventually, it's gonna stop because there's just so many. Because how many years in a row now have you been like, "Well, this wide receiver class is stacked." Like every year, yeah. it feels like, and it's not a coincidence. Look, these kids grow up and they watch football and they see two things: they see quarterbacks getting paid a lot, and they see receivers getting paid a lot. And so, what do they play? Quarterback and receiver. There's never been more talent coming out. Obviously, this draft class is weaker, but there's never been more talent coming out at quarterback than now, and there's never been more talent at wide receiver coming out than now. Well, no shit. And, That's because they score all the touchdowns and make all the money. All these kids are paying attention. So I think you know the market. It's really crazy for receivers right now. But I think because of all these deep drafts, it might kind of flip like the running back market has. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a fair prediction. Um, we'll have to see how that plays out over time because I think it's maybe a little early to close any doors on that one um, because at the same time, I think there's just a lot of pressure to get like, I think the demand for the position has arisen accordingly as well because, yeah, I mean, it has. a lot of teams are looking to have really good talent at their third receiving option, uh, sometimes even their fourth. At uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, yeah. What would you give the odds that the Chiefs pick both 29 and 30 tomorrow? If you gave a percentage, what percentage of you believes, yeah, they'll pick 29 and 30. They're not moving. Uh, 20%. So you think there's virtually no chance. I agree with that. Actually, I was going to say 20 to 25%. So you think there's virtually no chance. Look. You think there's virtually no chance? Well, That's I what I'm asking you. There's a 25% oh. chance. I mean, 20% is one in five. Like, it's within the realm of possibility. I probably give, like, an okay amount that we, we, like, we trade both, we trade one, 
We trade like two forward or two backward. We do the old move into round two. Like, I don't know. We'll see. I wonder what's the highest if you package 29 and 30 and nothing else 29 and 30 could get you. I wonder how high that would get if you. I would guess probably if I recall, it was like 10. Nine. Yeah, 9 or 10. I'll, Which... I'll <sighs> offer it on the PFF mock, mock drafts. Fuck. The PFF mock draft simulator. I will offer it to every team in the top 10 and I will see how many teams say yes. I have a until I'll, I'll I'll see until I get to the team that says yes. So Yeah. And you know let's see. to get the number 1 pick. <laughs> uh let's see. I just won't... let us know who what the team I will. is. You guys keep talking and I'll I'll let yeah, you know. I believe the Chiefs can trade every single pick the Dolphins gave them for the number 1 pick. Yes. Like so there is nobody the that gave good. us more. No, statistically, the Dolphins gave us more value than the first overall pick. And this, like, this dude has a way to grade how much each pick is worth. The first pick is worth three thousand whatever in the units. We got thirty one hundred and fifty four points in the Miami Dolphins trade. That's pretty good. Like, I saw. I heard Daniel Jeremiah say on the trade scale that both the Devonte Adams and the Tyree Kill trades ended up equaling out to about the thirteenth pick in the draft. That's what I. That's what he said. I've seen other. Yeah, and that's we'll have to. I then that's conflicting information. No, I, it's not. That doesn't equal to the first. The thirteenth. We just gave up a first, a second, and one fourth. But how? What did we get from the? We got that from the Dolphins, but more. We got a lot. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but we also got only one singular first-round pick. So, I mean, it's – I don't know. It's confusing at times. Like, what one team would take, another team won't. It could be the same value at the same pick. It's just one GM yeah. might prefer something that the other won't. So, it is it is hard to say, but, um, yeah, I mean, yep. I don't know. You know what? My big issue with putting all those picks... Well, no, not actually, because... Never mind. That was stupid. That was stupid. Uh, stop yourself before it got what, to the stupid part. Yeah, what pick are yeah. we on now, Jackson? Who are you trying with? I'm at seven. Um, we're nowhere close and yet. For 29 and 30? For 29 and 30. We're nowhere even close. Wow. Yeah, it does. It's not very close. Um, it's getting closer, though. It's At first, it was 0%. Now it's getting better. Okay, decline yeah, again. I mean, I'll be honest. I this draft's definitely one of the lowest, one of the lower hyped up ones, you know. Yeah, but that's just because there's no like superstar quarterback in it. That's the only reason. There's no superstar real player. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, there's a lot of. There's good no player players that I feel like that. Like, was there a rookie last year? Yeah, Jamar Chase, right? I, Jamar I Chase it. was a rookie. Ten. That's the highest it will let yeah. you trade up with. That is ten. That's like me and Johnson. Yeah. So, and if you did that, according to PFF, the players available in their mock would be Kyle Hamilton, Jamison Williams, George Karloftis, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Devin Lloyd, yeah, Jordan Davis. Garrett Wilson's available. Yeah, I mean, shit, that would be unfair. If you added Garrett Wilson to the Chiefs, that would be absolutely unfair. Uh, but yeah, so 10 seems to be the earliest that 29 and 30 alone would get you. Which isn't Dude, I, Yeah. I which and I'm gonna be honest, I could see the Chiefs doing that more than picking twenty nine and thirty. Yeah. Trading up to ten does work. It does. Yeah. I, I'm right. not, um that's a lot of draft talk. Um I'm not yeah. really sure. 
Uh, we have much more on that unless anybody wants to add something. No, I think 45 minutes of draft talk okay. is funny. What position could you see us taking two of? Let me ask you In that. In the first round? It, it Just throughout the first four rounds. Corner. Corner? I don't know. Veach has never really given a shit about corner. Uh, he has to this year. I mean, we think that, but he's always I found... mean, we think that, but we thought he had to last year, too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. Man, I think defensive line. If you're counting edge and D-line, I think if you combine those together. Yeah, okay. I, mean, if, yeah, yeah, I, would, yeah. I would be saying not combining them, though. I was okay. you can't. Yeah. Then I'd say I would say receiver, but I'm not even sure about that. I I think edge. I feel like receiver's hard. I mean, I it depends edge. on how much they're looking at at maximizing what they can do this year. Because the argument for taking two is you think maybe you like really need to get one guy that like will get you production. I'll say this: um, I fully expect them at some point in this draft, and I'm not talking seventh round. I'm talking like mid round to take a running back. I, oh yes, I no mid round. Oh no, just yeah, they have two running Smith backs. Walker. They have they have no. Clyde and Ronald Jones. And, like I bro, feel like they're going and they to... have they have the space, bro. Daryl's gonna end up back on the team. Do not waste the mid round pick on a running back. I'm t- I, I, my prediction, Saints. my prediction is they use a fourth round pick on a running back. Tyler Beatty. I was thinking him in a pass catching running back. I mean, we tried that with Clyde. <laughs> that hasn't really. No, how about a pass blocking running back, man? <laughs> we had that with Derek Gore. <laughs> yeah, we still. Derek the I think Derek Gore's still on the roster. Uh, say Derek Gore did us wonders. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> Which is bringing yes, back McKinnon. Against the fucking Giants on Monday Night Football, Derek Gore was Jesus. Yeah, for one drive. Yeah, McKinnon was the guy who did wonders. He was like, holy piss, this guy can play. Uh, He was our best running back by far, and the fact that we benched him in that second half is definitely part of the reason that we lost. There's a lot more reasons. uh, Josh, have this up before the draft starts tomorrow night. Um, We'll be up on Thursday at 12, no, at 10 a.m. Awesome. Um, Yeah, and I will be on the Twitter and you'll probably be on the Twitter all night. I'll, I'll probably do a spaces tomorrow night, to be honest. Um, yeah, you can do that. But yeah, let's transition into the Royals who are six and 10. They're ass. They're ass. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Where do we even begin with this fucking team? I mean, they get swept in Seattle so far. They've split with the white Sox. I don't know what to say. I really just don't know what to fucking say with this team. I mean, look, if your starting pitcher isn't Zach Greinke, but Brad Keller or Daniel Lynch, you're going to lose the game. That's Therefore, the Chris Bubich and Carlos Hernandez, you're fucking ass. They have been bad, and the bullpen hasn't been as good as it started. Um, Brent's has been terrible. I don't know what the hell Bubich happened. should be an opener. I don't know what the hell. Well, you say that about Bubich. He can't get out of the second inning. I don't know how you can be an opener exactly. if you get out of the second inning. But Brent's has been terrible. I don't know what the hell happened to him. Just dreadful. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. Like, Merrifield hasn't looked good at all. And, look, I'm going to give Merrifield the, the benefit of the doubt. Bad months happen in baseball. It just happens to be the first month of the season that is his bad month. Um, well, and, like, the thing is everyone watches the first month. So you're going to realize a lot more than what you usually do. Look, I don't even think this team is like crazy bad, which is what's pissing me off the most. Like, yes, I, that's what. Yes, I agree. Like in 2018 and 19, I knew they were just straight dog shit, so I really wasn't like I was mad about it. I didn't like losing, 
But it wasn't like I was out there and I was like, this team should be better. This is unexcusable, inexcusable. Like, no, it was very understandable. Like, they had no fucking talent. They had Kelvin Gutierrez, who I admit I once had a fucking absolute hard-on for. You um, loved. I, I liked him at one point. Know why. Um, Chris Owings and, like, a bunch of scrubs playing. But now you don't. Now you have Benintendi, who's playing really well. You have Bobby Witt Jr., who is, you know, slowly coming along. He's got a six-game hitting streak at this point. Nicky Lopez, Salvador Perez, pitching-wise, you bring in Grinky. Uh, you've got Lynch, who's contributing at this point, and you got Keller, who's having a bounce-back year. This team shouldn't be 6-10. and 10. It shouldn't be like this. So with that being what? said, with that yeah, being yeah. said. No. I wait. Sorry. I agree because they, 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 this is not the start that we needed but no let me tell you it it can improve i think it's too early to say oh it can yeah. um did we talk about mondesi no i mean we haven't got who into saw that, that he has structural damage because i have not how seen shit. the fuck did he get structural saw... damage where did uh, you see this no i saw it i i saw the same thing and rogers yeah i saw the same thing he has oh, structural fuck. damage and he's... rogers treated that we are fucked you know he's out for a while are you being sarcastic, or is she actually? No, she's all. No, no, Ann Rogers kicks ass. She's like guys. We're fucked. she's like no, the she's Alec, the Royals. She's like Alec she, Lewis. Yeah. yeah, she's like up yeah. there. Uh, so fucked. she's not. God, she Damn knows it. her shit. Yeah, it says scans this morning show Adalberto Mondesi's uh, of Adalberto's Mondesi's did show structural damage. Royals president of baseball operations, Dayton Moore, said the team will be putting him on the IL tomorrow. Dayton, yeah, I, I mean, piss you off some look, more if you would like to know. Sean nope, Newkirk, um, who I like to follow on Twitter, had an article before this season that said the infield problem will probably solve itself, and it has. Uh, Montessi cannot stay healthy, so all of a sudden the spots are right back to where they need to be. I don't like Merrifield in right field. I like him at second. I think Nicky Lopez is a better shortstop than second baseman. You keep Bobby at third. And, and Olivares has and Olivares can play right now. That's a, a new bat. It's actually worked out. I mean, look. I hate to say it, but Mondesi not being in the lineup is actually probably a good thing. Like, he wasn't contributing anything offensively. I hate saying this as one of his biggest believers and hopers and fans since he made his debut in 2015 in the World Series. Trading him might not be the worst thing. Well, at this point, what do you even get? Like, who the fuck wants Adalberto Mondesi? He... Oh, there's teams. Trust me. He has World Series potential. Oh, material. <laughs> I mean, he does have a World Series ring. He had one at-bat in that World Series. And ironically struck out. It seems to be his entire career. But, yeah, I feel bad for him. talking about his speed. Like, you can he's trust obviously him with a speed demon, yeah. He's, a natu- he's, like, athletically gifted, but he's also athletically cursed. Like, he can't stay healthy. It's fr- I know it's frustrating for him because he's obviously not, try- like, he'd get- not trying to get hurt. But, like, he kind of, like, hurt himself on a dumbass play yesterday. He, like, should have just slid back into first base on the pickoff, and he like, Walked backwards like an idiot. Like I, I, I don't really know what to make of it. Monesi being out of the lineup, I think, was needed though. He was a negative in the lineup. I think, and I think especially in May, you're going to see the lineup start to be a lot more productive. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope. I, I maybe have a little bit of hope that Oliveras can give us something. We'll see. I, because, um. Because I don't think they've even played, and I, I'm not even just making this as an excuse. I just think it's like interesting. I don't think they've played in a game over 80 degrees yet. Like most, like 
I think more of their games have been under 50 than over 70. Like, they have been playing in some cold-ass weather, which is terrible for hitting. Uh, mainly because they've been here most of the season. But even in this series with the White Sox, they've been, like, today was like 37 there. And there were some balls, like Oliveris hits the warning track that on a summer day probably fly out on a cold-ass 37-degree day, stay in the park. So I think that also is contributing towards the lower offensive numbers. Yep, absolutely. And we had the Ben Attendee hit that literally, like, oh, kind of lost the The Ben Attendee unicorn where it would have been a home run in literally every other stadium in the yep, MLB except, except Kauffman Stadium. Yeah, sometimes I yep. hate our ballpark, man. Sometimes. In fairness, Lorenzo Cain did hit that one home run that was literally a home run nowhere but Boston. Fenway. That yeah, happens that at Fenway so and uh, Yankee Stadium all the time. They get a ton of unicorns. Uh, is yep. what they call them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's basically all the baseball we're going to talk for now. Let's go ahead and transition into the NBA playoffs. And, man. Wait. Oh, Dennis man. Gates might be getting the a very, very good recruit known as Adam Miller. And if he does that, I am. Okay. I am. Dennis Gates in all of a sudden. Okay, Josh. Um, Guys, well, we weren't going to talk about college basketball, so I figured before we talk about the NBA. That's fair. I mean, there was a reason we well, were going to talk about college basketball. Sucks. He's going to lose every single game. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. another Mizzou thing, Alvi, you got a picture with the Eli Drinkwitz. I did get a picture with the Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, well, how was he in person as I imagine? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, he, he was like, you look like you go to the games. And I was like, yeah. What does that even uh, fucking mean? You look I don't like know. you go to the games. He's probably like, a, a person actually wants a picture with me? <laughs> That's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you know. Did, did he, like, seem like an accountant when you walked up to him? Oh, yeah. Dude, this is the biggest. Okay, the number one thought that I had, and I don't want to, like, character assassinate or anything like that. I'm not trying right. to do that. I, I, I like Eli Drinkwitz. Right. But I find it hard to believe that this dude is a world-class <laughs> recruiter. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe being super white is the way to go. But um, I mean, really I mean that's kind of what Nick Saban is, right? Yeah, but it's kind of different. Eli's like goofy dad white. Yeah, no, I kind, <laughs> I kind of see what you're saying there. That's who, who else <laughs> no, in college football reminds me of that. I respect him, and I am happy for him. No, I, I am too. I think obviously we all love him here, but like. I, I think I really hope, in all honesty, like they end up really good, so I can use the Elijah Drinkwitz like nerd thing as like a positive. Like whenever we go he for it, still on, whenever, itched us. Whenever we go for it on like fourth downs, I want to be like, t- according to my calculations, like Luther Burton had a thirty-seven point two percent chance of catching this pass. Like I just want to yeah. be able to do that shit. I don't want to have to do it negatively, where like we all end up hating him, and I want to be like, I have to mock him as a nerd. Uh, yeah, well, I'm really praying because it seems like New Luther Burden is that type of guy that's just like different. I need him so, to be better than. Dorial have you seen him on Beckham. campus? Have I seen what? Have you seen Luther on campus? I have not seen a single football player on campus. They are yeah, nowhere. You, have, you just don't know. You just don't know it. Yeah, that too. I don't think I know any. I if I saw a football player this year, I don't think I would have known a single one. Like yeah, just like, by their Luther. He, if you, you walked by Luther Burden, would you know it's him? Uh, honestly, maybe, but probably not. Like, I, that's probably what I was gonna not. say. Like, you might have walked by him already. Like, it's imagine awesome. walking up in like 
class and like you walk by Barrett Bannister. Like he looks like every other white guy there. Like it's like there is like you would never even know he's on the football. I didn't realize team. we were roasting Barrett Bannister, but we're not. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's not as easy as you think. Like, yeah, if you saw a guy like Jordan Davis on campus at Georgia, yeah, you'd fucking realize that that's a football player. But you get a guy that's like Barrett Bannister's build and like or a Harrison Mevis build, although I would recognize Mevis, but point being, like they don't just scream football player at you. Yeah, they don't. Uh, Jordan Wilmore screams basketball player at you. I saw him. Yeah, I saw that. He was getting play. I was surprised. I was surprised the shoddies were wanting him. No, I mean, I saw that that picture. He was, uh, I saw he's getting a girl's number or something. Yeah, he was all up. He, he's like the only one that would like consistently like, it was like, okay, this guy has a schedule. Like he just got off class. Like, yeah, I could have totally like known his day. I see him. Well, I used to see him all the time. Yeah. I don't even hate Zabazoo anymore. But <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. I'm sure he's, he's not yeah. even attending there anymore. He where did yeah. he transfer to? He, some shitty school. Uh, Northeastern. Some. It's in Louisiana. Yeah, not D one probably. Uh, I can't yeah. remember, but yeah, yeah. NBA. There. Yeah, let's go to the NBA. Uh, this first yeah, round series has been Celtics. This first round series has been very, very good. All of them, really. I've enjoyed I'm all of them. I'm sorry about the Nets. I apologize. My bad. My bad. I, you I weren't alone. You weren't alone. Um, we all had the Nets in the finals. Bullshit! I mean, sorry, you had the Nuggets. Preseason, I had the Nets in the finals. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Okay. I thought you meant, like, when we made our playoff predictions. Because I was like, I had, I had Celtics Warriors the whole time. So you did. You did. I'm still alive. I've had Heat Suns, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, this has been a pretty good series. So starting off with that Boston Brooklyn series, how badly do you guys? How bad do you guys think that hurts Kevin Durant's legacy in the grand scheme of things? Because I know everyone always jokes about like how this is like Kevin Durant's legacy, LeBron James' legacy is on the line tonight. But how badly do you think that series hurt Kevin Durant's legacy? Zilch. Nothing. Uh, you want to know, know what hurts him more? What he's only won one playoff game in the past three years. Well, series. He's won a series. Oh. Yeah, he's won uh, one playoff series in the past three years. Yeah, I agree with Josh. I'm gonna say zilch. You don't think at all? No, no, I don't really care. Okay, so you're Jackson. So what? Let me ask you this: What looks worse, LeBron not making the playoffs or the Nets getting swept in the playoffs? I'll, I, I'm gonna rebuttal with this: LeBron went to Miami to form that super team, but was able to leave and win another ring. Kevin Durant hasn't been able to do that, and it's been three years now. And obviously, Who, one of those years he didn't where play. Where did they end up last year? You know, but, and this is where you just have a disagreement on like legacy, like standards. Because for me, it's just that the fact that Kevin Durant like is a on the same level as LeBron James basketball player, even if it probably wasn't true this series, uh, it has been for his entire career. And I don't really care if he was a complete puss about getting his rings because he was. And well, he was. was about trying it in Brooklyn. But that's too, what I'm because... saying. The fact that Golden State is still doing what Golden State is doing, and he can't get out of the first round, can't win a f- game in the first round. I feel like that has to speak to him. That has to say something about him. I mean, a little bit, but we already knew that Golden State was still a really good team. And I mean, I think the other thing is. I, 
whether it's his fault or not, and if it is, then maybe we can put more more blame on him. But the Nets are extremely dysfunctional. Uh, they had now look. I know it kind of makes them a super team, but they basically put all their chips into one pot, and that has failed for them. I mean, I think they're poorly constructed. They and are. while maybe that's Kevin Durant's fault a little bit because he kind of was the one that constructed them, I think it's kind of just the reality of the NBA that there are a lot of really good teams. And if you are not a good team, like just one good player is not enough anymore. Like it's the same reason the Warriors last year didn't really do anything with Steph Curry or the Lakers didn't do anything with LeBron. It's it's hard. Well, I'm not saying it's not hard, but what I'm saying is if LeBron left Miami after going to those four finals and won two titles and never won another ring, he did not win another ring anywhere else. He only won the two in Miami. You're telling me legacy-wise he'd be looked at the same than when he goes on to win the two other rings? No, but what I'm saying is that like, I don't think Kevin Durant's legacy ever had to do with rings in the way that I think LeBron's kind of is fantasized. Like... I don't know because the the reality of the situation is that I think Kevin Durant as a ring like collector overall is just voided because the Warriors thing was yeah I mean look he joined a team that was already probably would have been the champion if Draymond didn't get a yeah. thing I'm not saying that take away LeBron I'm just saying yeah. they were like one kick to the nuts uh, short of winning the title um, so yeah but I see what you're saying I just think that. The level of greatness that we already have KD at can't be dropped by him not winning rings because, like, he never really, like, was a ring, like, willer in the first place, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I just think if you're going to do that and you're going to say, well, you can't, if we're not going to evaluate Kevin Durant based on rings, then we can't compare LeBron James and Kevin Durant ever again because LeBron James entire career has been based on winning championships that's how everybody has always viewed him that's how i and i think that's how it's viewed like i think that's always been how it's been viewed or at least by people who know like in my opinion like kevin durant the way i look at it is as a pure basketball player i think there's very little argument that he's basically just as good as lebron james but if we're talking about greatness I think it's also always been clear that LeBron is a step ahead of him in that category, however you define that. And I don't think that what's happened what's happened this year has tipped those scales at all. Like, I think it's kind of just been a wash. Or at least maybe a little more in the favor of LeBron, but it was already pretty in favor of LeBron. That's basically what I'm saying, is that it was already, it was already clear what we knew about Kevin Durant. All right, fair argument. Um, the only other series that's over is the time as we're recording. This is Heat Hawks. Anybody got an opinion Rip. on that? Well, no, Bucks. The Heat are pretty Bucks good. Got done. Well, the Bucks. Okay, the Bucks just finished. We the got Bucks off. Celtics. Bucks Celtics is probably the series I'm most looking forward to this postseason. That's gonna be such a good. I can't. I need Middleton to be back for that. That's gonna be so fun to watch. I hope he's back by game one. If not, just at some point in the series. I really want him to play. Yeah. I, I man, I I honestly think like that series, Tatum has the Tatum has a chance in this series to make himself the best player in the NBA. I truthfully believe that. My yeah. question is ra- wait, sorry, sorry, I got ahead of it. 
I think if the Celtics win this series and Tatum goes toe to toe with Giannis and he like actually like does like what he just did versus Kevin Durant to Giannis, I think Jason Tatum's the best player in basketball if he does that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I think he is he starts to put himself in a conversation like that. Cause I mean I mean, definitely other, in the top three. The other problem that I just look with that is that, like, I think there's a, uh, in the sense of like comparing uh, replaceability, if that's a word, um, I feel like maybe there's a few other stars that, if they were in the situation that Tatum's in in Boston, would be doing similar things. Um, I Jokic, um, but I agree. I agree. Like, and what he did to Kevin Durant in the last series was extremely impressive like it was like it was not even debatable and this is i mean i'm not just trying to shit on kevin Durant all podcast but it's not even debatable jason tatum was the best player in that series hands yeah, down 100 100,000 percent it just yeah. wasn't even close which i don't think a lot of people expected that um so i think when you look at that i don't know this series will be great right now in my humble in my honest opinion Giannis is the best player in the nba but yeah it's all in especially around playoff time that's up in the air that's up for grabs um, so that series is over. Hawks Heat's over. I don't think anybody had an opinion on that. Um, let's go to let's go to the series that's been really fun: the Timberwolves and the Timberwolves, Yes, I, this, this series is gonna go all seven. I feel so bad for the Timberwolves, man. They have been so close, and they should have won this series already. If we're being honest, they really should have. They just continue to blow leads. Yeah. Now yeah, the it's been and my favorite part of the series. Coaster. My favorite part of the series so far has been the protesters. It's absolutely awesome to watch these guys. The Timberwolves are 3-0 and in games that there's been protesters this postseason, by the way. So, game six, somebody in Minnesota has to take one for the team. The bitch that tried to glue herself to the floor with a glue stick. All-time NBA playoff moment. Awesome moment. Yeah, pretty all, crazy. All to I protest was... a guy who killed chickens who had the bird flu. Like that's that's. And that's... I'm pretty sure he's not even part of the Timberwolves ownership group at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I'm pretty sure like Alex Rodriguez is taking over at this point, and they are just yeah, like, and like at this point, like I, I, it can't be he just killed these things. Like he had to like sexually abuse these things at this point. Like, how <laughs> the fuck? Are they going to be this upset and do this much over him killing 5 million chickens who had the bird flu? Like, yeah, 5 million chickens is a lot. He's definitely the fucking Hitler of chickens. But, like, still, like, they had the bird flu. They were going to die. They were going to give it to other birds and kill a bunch of other birds. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't get over it. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's just my uh, off-the-rails take today. Yeah, I've read very little, but that is my understanding as well. They were gonna end up on a chicken sandwich anyway. Like that's let's not act like they were gonna live long, happy lives. Uh, no. Let's get into Sixers Raptors in what could be the first 3-0 blown series of all time. I want your guys' takes right now. Does it no. happen? Because I think it yes. happens. And yes, yes. No. And let me tell you, I have my watchful eye all over this series, so I can belly laugh in Doc Rivers' face because. If he blows a 3-0 lead, he is the biggest choker of all time, oh, without yeah. a doubt. Not even an argument to be made against it, because he already is. If you look at it, like no one's lost more elimination games and blown more, like blown more games of like leverage all time. Um, he has blown three 3-1 leads. Uh, yeah, 
he sucks. He's terrible. Uh, and I really want the Raptors to do this because it would be hilarious. And did I you think see, the door John, did you see the clip today where he was defending all of his blown playoff series? Oh, what did he say? Oh, I have to send it to you. It's like a minute long of him defending himself every time he's blown a series lead. It's so fucking funny. He like he goes he goes back to the one like the first one in the Clippers when they were up three one and he was like, well Chris Paul didn't play early in that series and when he did play he was on one leg and then he's like in the bubble like if that game was in L A in Game Seven we probably would have won. Like, he was just making a bunch of fucking excuses for losing all of these yeah. series. Yeah, I, mean, I think well, what, I think the best thing that Doc Rivers can show you is how I feel about Mike McCarthy. Except Mike McCarthy brought a championship. Like it's just like when other whenever another team with that head coach starts to get excited, you know, as another fan, as someone who's had that coach before, you're like, it's not gonna happen. You're like, I've been down yeah. the same road. It's it's going to end terribly for you. And like I, I'm also, sorry. Also, game one, see game one will be played on Sunday. By the way, so four. get it early. Four. Bucks Nets. Mm. Yeah, or no. excuse me, Bucks Celtics. Yeah, game one Bucks, for Nets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they already had that one penciled in. Game one of Heat and whoever they play is Monday, so that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I actually think the Raptors win the series. I, I really do at this point. And Bede's injury is very, very serious. And to be completely honest, James Harden looks like playoff James Harden again. So I, I just don't think that the – I think it's starting to get in Philly's head. Like the fact that Doc Rivers had that, like, long-ass spew today at the press meeting, I, I feel like it's just in his head at this point. Well, I feel like it's starting to get in all of their heads. But he Josh thinks that the Sixers are going to hang on. Yes, I don't know if you guys have been able to hear me this whole time. I think I'm literally dying of a cough. Oh, no, I haven't heard you. But why do you think the Sixers hang on? Because it is probably the uh, – the the right. There's no way they blow a 3-0 lead. And if they do, Doc Rivers should be banned from the NBA. <laughs> I think he will. I think he'll be banished if he does. Like yeah, I mean, he has to be terrified. He needs to be Donald Sterling level treated if they blow a 3-0 lead. Like okay, okay. Jesus Christ. No, in the sense of not in the sense of like you're a terrible human being, but in the sense of like you can never be in the NBA again. Like the NBA is okay. banning you for life. Like you have that's done different. Cruel, Mainly cruel saying things. Donald Sterling level treated has some like other. Okay, you know what I, I get mean. What you're saying. I don't mean like a like racist <laughs> sense. I mean in like a just get him out of basketball sense. Um, oh, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Needs, yeah, that he just yeah that would be very very bad. I'm rooting for it to happen. Only three times in NBA history. Think about this shit. Only three times in NBA history has a 3-0 lead ever gotten to three three. Only three times. So it would be the and every single time, the, every single the time, the team that started with the three zero lead won Game Seven. Wow! So um, it's never happened. Obviously, it, it, I'm happy it's never happened. To be completely honest, because rather it be this series or if it happens in the future, I'm so happy Twitter exists for it to happen. Because if it happened back in like the '70s, like no one would have given a shit. But now it's going to be kind of like when the Warriors blew that three one lead in the finals, and no one had ever done that. Just the amount of trolling on the internet is going to be so much fun. And if it's your team, it's going to, like, you're just going to have to log off. I know something that like will happen. That'll probably happen for the Kings whenever they do make the tournament. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it, it might happen right now. You better, Josh, honestly, you should be rooting for it to happen right now so it doesn't happen to the Kings whenever they make the playoffs. They're um, never going up 3 0. <laughs> that's never probably so fucking true. Playoff game. Um,. Yeah, so I swear to God, if the Kings, I have to get this out now. 
I've seen a lot yeah. of shit. I sort of, I swear, if the Kings get Johnny Davis, I will, I will, I will fucking lose my shit. In a good way or a bad way? Terrible. I will go to fucking Sacramento and go find Monty McNair. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Josh, any word on the new head coach there? What, what's the word? No, I'm, for all I fucking know, it's probably going to be fucking, what's his face again? <laughs> Doc Rivers. <laughs> Doc Rivers. If Doc Rivers blows a 3-0 lead and the Kings hire him, what would you do, Josh? I would quit my Kings fandom. <laughs> Holy shit. We finally found the breaking point, if you're being serious. Yes, I, I would spin the wheel. No, they'll probably fucking hire Luke Walton for all I own. For all spin I own. The wheel. If they hire Luke Walton, will you spin the wheel? They already had Luke no, Walton. They just I'll kill him. myself if they, if they hire Luke Walton. If they hire okay. Luke Walton after firing him mid-season. Yes. Bro, it's only funny because the Kings would actually do this. Like, that's the that's only reason I'm that saying. this is actually They'll pretty like, funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, in all seriousness, if they get, like, Mark Jackson or Mark D'Antoni, I'd be happy. I like Mark Jackson as a commentator. I don't give a fuck how much hate I get I for that think. take. Okay, in the podcast. <laughs> Mama, there goes that man. I love when he says that. It's so fucking funny. I don't know how you don't love Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. They are funny as hell together. They don't, like, offer any actual analysis whatsoever. Do you like Inside the NBA? Yeah, but they actually do a little bit. I mean, not... Not really. What am I kidding? They're more entertaining Do you want to know something crazy? But during the game, I want analysis. Right. I want the Kings to either get Kenny Atkinson, I want them to get Mike D'Antoni, James, whatever his name is. <laughs> Who? Like, it's Jane, the Pelican or the Hornets old coach, or Doug Christie. It's going to take a lot more than a coach, but that's a All right, whatever. Let's let's do D4 of the week. Uh, well, also, before- Nuggets in seven. Okay. Nuggets also at seven. That Nuggets probably will be eliminated by the time this comes out, but yeah. Um, and then there's – I'm trying to think of the last series I'm not thinking of. Who's the three – Jazz six... Mavs. Jazz oh, Mavs. Yeah. God, what a terrible series. I Have any of those games even been on like ESPN? I feel like all yes. of them have been just – been pushed. on TNT. I feel, <laughs> I feel like they just put that series on NBA TV, and they were like, yeah, if any of you have like – It's actually oh, been a good series. I mean – not really. Like the Jazz are no, so like I, I do not like the Jazz. Like they don't even like themselves. That's what makes it hard to watch what? them. Like Donovan and Rudy obviously don't get along. I just want them out of here. And I want oh Luka, Donovan's gonna be a uh, Nick. Luca being in the second round of the playoffs is good for the NBA because John's Clippers have kept him from doing that. But he's finally going to make it. Dude, and I promise you, next year the Clippers and the Mavericks will play in the first round of the playoffs. And, no Luca, matter what. and Luca will not forget what you've done to him. That will not happen. Yeah, I know. You want to know an ideal dream for me? This, there's what? a lot of ways this could go. Go ahead. Kings Clippers. Yeah. King Clippers go up three one, and the Kings somehow come back four to three. Okay. <laughs> Can we end this? <laughs> all right, like, let's do. <laughs> what would you do, John? Like honestly, what would you? Okay, do? in all honesty, if Kings and Clippers meet in any playoff series, I don't give a shit if it's a one seed versus an eight seed. We're going to the bars and watching it. Like it's that's what we're doing. And we honestly, we might even if we ever get like important enough, we would stream it. Like we would have to. It would be the most entertaining thing we've ever done. That would like Bro, triumph anything well, we've ever done. I, 
It, it could happen next year. No, it couldn't. The Clippers will never get the one seed. Who am I kidding? I, it doesn't have to well, be the one seed. Kings it's, can get the oh, seven. But yeah, oh, no, they mind. couldn't. No, John's right. They, it, the, the, the only way this can really happen is if the Clippers get the one seed. Oh, shit. Yeah. Anyways. And the, the Kings would have to win the play-in as a 10 seed because we all know they ain't getting that eight. D4 of the week. Let's go ahead and get into it, John. Uh, my D4 of the week, once again, um, not really a D4 of the week, to be entirely honest. Oh, wait. No, no I do have a D4 of the week. Uh, um, hmm, no, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll just say something interesting. You guys see uh, Charles Barkley say, uh, like, just I, if you're banging a guy and then they all started laughing, that was funny. <laughs> My D4 of the week is the Detroit Tigers after their terrible loss last night to the Minnesota Twins. How did it happen? Break it down. No one saw it. You it's haven't baseball. seen it? It's baseball, John. Or Josh. Barely anybody watches that shit. Wait, have you not seen it, Jackson? I've not seen it. Oh, Jesus. All so right. So break it down. Tigers are up. Tigers are up. I want to say, two, I think it's 3-2 or 3-1. 4-3. Runners on, huh? 4-3. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, Tigers were up with two outs. Mm-hmm. Um, they so uh, I forget who's up. He hits it uh, to right field. The man makes a diving catch. It goes past him. No big deal. They mm-hmm. chuck it to home, and a runner scores. So it had to be three two. I don't know. Anyway, the yeah. a runner scores and it gets tied. Yes. Uh, they chuck the ball to third base because they caught Miguel Sano in a little pickle. At uh-huh. this point, it's 3-2. Runner on third, runner on second. I believe. They chuck it to Miguel Sano, or third base, overthrow it. And oh, I'm watching then, it right now. Yeah. yeah, then they miss it. So then the dude, <laughs> Miguel Sano, then scores. And then when he's thrown it back to the pitcher, I think they fuck up the throw. And then the dude from third scores, and the t- and the twins rock, walk it yeah, off. You had a lot of like, that I, wrong, but you had the premise right. Yeah. It, yeah, it that's it. what I'm saying. Like, there's it's no diving so catch. Hard it goes off of Robbie Grossman's glove in right field. Easy, he should have caught it. And then the runners get caught up. They throw it to home. The catcher throws it over the third baseman's head. One run scores, and then Sano <laughs> scores to win it. That's what happened. That's pretty yeah, bad. I was yeah, so I just off. Watched it. It was, yeah. I just watched it. That's pretty bad. So that is that is uh, that that's like a not Sports Center top ten number one of the week. Um, mine is Ben Simmons, and I feel like he's been mine way too many times this year. What a vag. What a fucking puss. I don't want to hear anybody stand up for this piece of shit again. This dude just oh, I got... Honestly, I, I stand up. I'm joking. No, fuck him. He just got $20 million to do jack shit, which in most cases I would applaud. To get that much money doing nothing is honestly honorable. I wish I could do that. But he's just a piece he's of shit who got... Though. What? He's pretty good at basketball, though. Obviously not, because you won't even get on the fucking court. You can't be good at something if you don't even do it. So he... Literally just was a mental bitch this entire season. He was claiming that he was going to play in game four. They go down 3-0, and all of a sudden his back hurts again. What a giant vag. I am so done with Ben Simmons. And that and that's that's that. That's fucking that. Right. He, he is the D4 of the week. Um, hopefully, Later, hopefully Brett Veach is not D4 of the week next week. We'll see. Um, no, again, There's like a 100% chance. One of us are going to hate the pick. <laughs> it, I, yeah, I don't even think... I don't even think John made uh, v- Veach D4 of the week when they took Clyde, which, I mean, that was like the most... I don't think we were D4 of the week. I think that's the no, most... No, we were, but we weren't really, like, doing it. 
I think that's the most mad that John has ever been about a Veach pick. So right, I was right. To this point, yes, you have been right. Yeah, that's true, and it wasn't the worst. I, I freaked out about that pick, and everyone was like, "Shut up, he's a good player," and I was like, "No, he sucks." One of and the then, questions I, mean, like, I always will have about that draft is if COVID didn't happen, how different that draft would have looked. Because the entire last month and a half of that draft process, like the entire process got fucked up. We could have taken DeAndre Swift. There was no meetings. There was no workouts. There was nothing. Like Everything was just at home. And I, I not only think about that for the Chiefs, but I think about that for the Packers. Would they have taken Jordan Love if COVID didn't happen? And that ultimately leads me to just hate China even more than I did before for bringing that here and pissing me off even more. Because ultimately, a fucking bat ended up making Green Bay take Jordan Love. And that's how we'll end today's show. Okay, so that's why you hate COVID. Uh, We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.